0: Hello, I'm Dr. Zeus of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I have been recording this podcast for almost five years. I've learned a lot about myself, how to hold an audience, but even in life, I know how to hold an audience just by the storytelling. But when it comes to podcasting, it's such a freeing thing, it's such an intimate thing. And at the same time, I've met so many cool people because of podcasting and they influence me and they inspire me and then you know just and then seeing musicians and seeing comedians you know and and the freeing thing of just um putting your life out there it's a really good thing it can be scary at times I wasn't always good at public speaking and I remember taking a class in 2004 with a really great professor and we did impromptus and she taught me so much. And so I always give credit, where credit is due, to Professor Moquette, who just, if she's listening, and also I remember I made her tool CDs right before I graduated and I was like, oh, what are these? And I said, oh, they're just, I thought you might enjoy them. And she did, she did. So, um, and also the, the time I brought the Patti Smith book to class. Because <laughs> I, I knew that would strike up a conversation because I knew she liked Patti Smith. So, and I remember saying, you know, how they compare Patti Smith to Bob Dylan. And she said, she's better than Bob Dylan. I'm like, yep, yep. So, yeah, I, I have a lot of people who have inspired me to do a podcast. The one person, though, that I've always wanted to have on this show... Because he used to, he he in fact has a radio voice. His father did radio. Um, is my friend Kevin, and I hope he's doing well. I hope he's listening. I've always wanted to have him on this show. He probably has one of the most interesting voices. At the same time, yes, let's let's be honest. It's a sexy voice. It's and and he's aware of that, and others are aware of that they could hear him read the phone book i mean he's just his voice is very uh, the texture of it i know that's a weird thing to say but he would understand that the akukruma he likes the word akukruma akukrements um any any the way he takes language and just oh my goodness he could write a novel i hope he does one day so yeah uh, when I started the show, my main thing was, oh, my God, I can't wait for him to hear it. So hopefully he's been listening. Um, I haven't spoken to him in a while. And uh, I always, you know, just hope that he's doing well. So and remember, this is my show. So this is a safe space. I always give my audience a promise, whether it's the subject matter that we're talking about I will say that seeing Chelsea Handler, that's such a freeing thing because I love her humor because it's transformative. You watch it, and 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 at the same time, I ha- I'm laughing so hard that I felt like I was doing crunches. I had to drive all the way to Wheatland just to see her, but it was worth it. It was worth it, and I want to thank her for that night. I mean, I would have loved to have met her, but didn't happen so you know because uh, i wasn't in the front row <laughs> thank god i wasn't in the front row i mean some of those guys got eviscerated but they deserve to get eviscerated you know that's what happens but yeah five years in march i mean i have so many plans and goals more more so goals i wouldn't say plans because shit happens when you party naked isn't that right um So, yeah, stay tuned for what's going to come next, next year. I mean, five years, I will do this show for as long as I possibly can. I work two jobs. I have a life. I have a family. I'm not married yet. I know I can't even believe I said that. What really changed it for me, and some people are just going to laugh. And I want to say to the LGBTQ community, I'm very disappointed in them. Because they didn't come out for friends. Or friends. Uh, bros, they didn't come out for it. You didn't. Oh, it's not my thing. I'll go watch this movie instead. Okay. Wait, Way to, uh, way to go. You didn't support your community. I supported it. And I absolutely loved it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. That really is a transformative film. I saw myself in both characters, both in Billy Eichner's character and Luke McFarlane's character. And I remember driving around in a daze. Those are good movies. When you drive around in a daze because you're trying to conceptualize and trying to analyze what you just saw, that also happened to me with the Northman, but that was in a different way. It wasn't like I was, oh my God, I want to be a Viking. Vikings are cool, but no, I don't want to be a Viking and eat raw meat. Um, but I do eat raw fish, sushi. <sighs> Films and music are, you know, art imitates life and life imitates art. That's why I love art. And that's why I love music and film and photography. And I really immerse myself in those facets. I take ph- photos myself. I remember taking photography in college and then learning about all these great photographers, you know, like, uh, Diane Arbus and, um, Dorothea Lange and Margaret, Margaret Bork-White and, uh, oh God, um, uh, what's her name? Um, she did the Rolling Stones, um, oh jeez, jeez, what's her name? Uh... Oh, Annie Leibowitz. Yeah. And then one of my personal favorites, because he, he pushed the envelope and I was talking about him today, was uh not at work, well with, with a coworker, uh Robert Maplethorpe. Robert there oh, oh Robert Maplethorpe really that that really right there, that's that's what you do as a photographer. That's really you you put it all out there. He was very fearless and at the same time had this push and pull between the different worlds that he lived in and conceptualized so yeah here i am in my darkened bedroom doing a podcast i'm not in his studio uh it really is a great thing to just to be able to create and be able to be creative and talk about these things and um get a little more personal about things and it's always good to be seen when someone sees you it's like oh okay thank you you understand you understand so yeah um those are those are really precious moments a few of those happened today so yeah and, and I'm a guarded person to an extent I mean you're not going to hear me talk about falling in love on here that's just kind of like I mean when I did see bros I did talk about, when I talked about it on here, about being in, it was a relationship. We'll call it that. At first I thought it was a fling and it was a relationship and it was interesting and it wasn't perfect and I had a lot to learn. Even at 30 years old, I had a lot to learn. And, um, but it was, and I've, I've said this, you know, and I'm not ashamed. It was passionate. It was very passionate. Um, but at the same time, I think he had a lot to learn, and I had a lot to learn. <sighs> yeah. It goes both ways, basically. The one thing I will say, and I'll reveal this, was he, he we talked about music. We would just sit there and kind of talk about music. He had a guitar. I, I don't know. I can't remember if he ever played it for me. Um, we would listen to, like, Seiya Cruz and Santana and stuff from the 90s that I, I absolutely loved. And we would talk about Led Zeppelin and just artists and Lady Gaga sometimes would be playing in the background. So yeah, yeah, art and life are just, they, they go together. And when I talk about those things, it's like, oh. So that's really what bros did for me. It made me kind of go back and think, huh, okay, that was fun. And you kind of relive moments and not bad moments because everything is relative. And at the same time, those moments make, they create, they help make us who we are. And the, the, that time made me who I am in terms of the freeness and openness. And, and, I, and I learned a lot and I experienced a lot. So when I podcast, I'm bringing my experiences. A lot of people are like, oh my God, you don't do a true crime podcast. I'm not like everybody else. I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to be me. To quote Iggy Pop. Oh, God, I love Iggy Pop. Isn't that hard to believe? He, The Stooges, they started out 50, was it 55 years ago? Oh my God. He's like, I don't want to be a punk. I don't want to be a glam. I don't want to be this. I just want to be and i and i identify with that it's like yeah i just want to be me so when i do a podcast and i tell people sometimes i'm very squeamish about telling people about the show because people have found this show through word of mouth if i post it i i have all kinds of listeners i'm sure i have people who are just rolling their eyes at this show like oh my god this guy shut the fuck up yeah i get it i get it because i'm not talking about true crime or jeffrey whatever i'm not even gonna give him a platform but at (laughs) the same time i understand what the audience wants okay i and i'm not gonna you know talk down to the audience if that's what you want that's cool but i it's not for me and i talk about what i know and i research what i know this isn't me talking out my ass. I research when it comes to film and music and photography. And I studied cinematography. So I know the ins and outs, the arts and the sciences. That's really what it all is. People who work behind the camera, on the crew. I have a friend who who does that. And it, that's when you do that, you are part of the industry. You are part of this wonderful industry of creativity so, everyone that thinks it's all about the actors no, it's not because without the screen the screenplay without no without the screenwriters, without the directors, the editors, the gaffes, the grips, the technicians, the marker you know uh those who tell you to stay on your mark uh the craft service, the executive producers. The cinematographers, the sound mixers, you do not have a movie. You do not have a TV show. The same with recording. Without those mixers and without the producers and without the musicians, you don't have diddly squat. Without a podcast, <laughs> without the app that I use, I use Anchor, and, and the technology is amazing. Without this and without the smartphone, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a podcast. I mean, I could do it on the computer. That's not me. Because I'm such a vagabond. I, I marvel at those who do it on the computer. Jason Alme probably has one of the best setups. Him and Chris Wetsky and Adam Simmons, they all have the best setup. And my favorite, though, is when it's Jason and Christina. I love just watching that and, and the, the ideas that they talk about and... They really are the dynamic duo <laughs> of podcasting. And that's why I love podcasting is you get to meet all of these really great people. I got to meet angry, angry uh, dad, Ben, last year. I didn't get to see him this year at Aftershock, but I'm, I'm we can both attest to it. it was a great, great festival. Better than last year's, basically. <sighs> so if you have a podcast, I support you. You know, if you want to be known as a podcaster, great. We we are being seen and we are being heard, whether it's in films or television. And we are parodied and, you know, yes, everyone has a podcast. You have a podcast. Your grandmother has a podcast. Your cat has a podcast. But the difference is, is that what we put into it through our individuality is really what makes it shine, and the one person who always inspired me to do a podcast was Mark Maron. Mark Maron really is such a great conversationalist, and really gets a lot out of people. I mean, he—I don't know if he thought he got a lot out of um, the late um, uh, Harry Dean Stanton, but he did. That was that was a riveting interview, him and Obama, but. Harry Dean Stanton, and and I am such a film person, and I loved Harry Dean Stanton. You want to talk about a character actor, okay? Paris, Texas, hello. Aliens. Cool Hand Luke. Uh, what else was he in? He was in a lot of films. He was in a lot of television. And he was just there. And he's been gone for five years. And here we are, Day of the Dead. And I thought, hey, let's honor... Those who are no longer here. And Harry Dean Stanton is one of them. Harry Dean Stanton comes from... I mean, he worked with Jack Nicholson. He worked with... Just... How can you not? How can you not? So I always say, immerse yourselves in these artists. that He was in... Oh, a lot of you might know that you love 80s films. He played the father of uh, Molly Ringwald in... uh, Pretty in Pink. A lot of people don't know that. Such a great actor. Was never nominated for an Academy Award. Almost said a Carrot Award. Should have been. Should have at least gotten an honorary Oscar. But such a prolific actor. And, um... Oh, my God.
1: All the good ones I've worked with. I worked with Alfred.
0: Here we go. I want to. I want to play this. This is. Uh... And he was a singer. He loved Mexican music. And um, here we go. Uh, the last day of Day of the Dead, All Saints Day. Harry Dean Stanton, five years dead.
2: Does Does the way you look at the world influence the way you act? In a, In a film, obviously. He doesn't so much act as he merely behaves on camera. His face is its own landscape. He has the look of a drifter, a rural wanderer kicking up dirt down a dusty road. Please welcome the world's greatest character actor, Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean came from Kentucky Anonymity and arrived at SoCal Stardom. And then- Shows up. It's like seeing an old friend. All the good ones
1: I've worked with. I worked with Alfred Hitchcock. I worked with John Huston. I worked with Martin Scorsese. I worked with Francis Coppola. David Lynch. Is that him?
2: For nearly Is that him? his whole seven-decade career, Harry Dean Stanton was defined by the actors he appeared alongside.
1: Someone's gonna have to stay here.
3: Well, it isn't gonna be me.
2: His musical ability and his acting chops are equally moving.
1: Through the days of toil that's near.
2: But he made a go of being an actor. My fault, dear Lord, who cares? And often got to sing in his films. He became famous relatively late in life. Oh, I
0: don't, you seem you seem nervous. Are you nervous? It's the first
1: talk show I've ever done in my life. Uh, and, uh, oh you're doing just fine. Yeah, how's What this? do you what do you do to relax?
4: By the way, you seem a little tense. Um, <laughs>
1: drugs. Mm. No. That's, that's not good. That's was right. only a joke, wasn't it? <laughs> tell the folks it was just a joke. <laughs> that was... Uh, it was a, just a joke. That was just a joke. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell me. No. <laughs> I shall not cause harm to any vehicle, nor the personal contents thereof, nor through inaction let that vehicle or the personal contents thereof come to harm.
3: Yeah. She's never... Coming back. Shut you up. It. Why Shut can't it. you accept it? She's just gone. She... Why can't you accept it?
1: Because
2: I love her. That's why. He has a lived-in world weariness and pessimism. He seems a man totally unafraid of being alone, ideologically and physically.
1: Fear you're gonna lose something. It's attachment everybody's attached but you're trying not to be attached hell that's that's real that's love when you're not attached that's real love
2: this throws his role in paris texas into clear focus he plays a man who gives up reuniting with his own son and estranged wife because he knows they would be better off without him he's earned the nickname Harry Zen Stanton.
1: Everything, as far as I'm concerned, everything is predestined. Everybody's scared shitless of that word, predestined. It's all predestined. Everything's, this is predestined. We didn't know all this was going to go down today, and people can't accept, generally cannot accept that. I knew these people. What people? These two people. They were in love with each other.
2: For a man not always comfortable playing the lead, he could always rely on his own unique voice. This song is the theme song in uh, P-
1: Paris, Texas. It's called Canción Misteca. I
3: don't know how far we'll get with
0: it. All right, well, all right. A little song from
1: Harry Dean nací Very nice. They are I <laughs>
2: One of the most distinctive actors of all time. But Stanton has never won an award for his acting. Until an award was created for him in 2016. Guys,
1: this is the greatest night of my life. Thank you all. I love everyone. I love you, man. I'll, I'll have my people get in touch with your people, okay?
2: Something happens to him here. can see it in his face this is the culmination of his life's work finally he gets the recognition that he deserves oh it's all a game it's all a movie it's
1: all a game and uh there you are
4: Folks, I just want to take care of something here. Publications and by me now. To it. So here
1: for it. Yeah. just Here I'm a singer too.
4: I know. I've heard some of your stuff. You like to to sing in Spanish a lot.
1: Yeah, I sing Spanish, Italian. Do you think there's Croatian? Oh, you do some Croatian songs. Yeah. Why Croatian? I just picked it up. I was there. Did a movie there. I think what was the name of that movie? Clint Eastwood. And Kelly uh, Savalas.
4: Kelly's Heroes?
1: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you liked Croatia, or is there something that connected with you about the music?
1: <clears throat> no, I just happened to pick up one of the song. What was the song there? Uh, uh, what is that Croatian song? Mariane, 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 Marjane, Mariane, Czabaryak, Vatski. What does it mean? It's a national song
4: oh sort of like an anthem yeah yeah i think the spanish songs uh i, I, I had a friend who lived in spain for a couple of years and he said that nobody really uh can speak about love like spanish songs
1: oh, the mexican especially mexican mariachi songs
4: they're painful in how much there's uh, the heart is in them huh
1: oh yeah they're really a lot of feeling
4: yeah, in Kentucky, what was uh, how, how did you uh, grow up? What was your the family uh, situation? What did your your parents do?
1: My father was a farmer and a barber. My mother was a hairdresser.
4: Did they, did he work out of the house as a barber?
1: No, no, no. Oh, he, he went a to shop. a shop.
4: Yeah. A shop with the blue liquid and the combs and yeah, the chair, and they do the, <laughs> the shape. red pole. Yeah, the, <laughs> the whole thing. Pole, yeah, yeah. There there are people trying to do that type of uh, hair cutting now.
1: The best deals of.
0: And so that's Harry Dean Stanton. Part of it also is a clip when he talked of Mark Marin, I believe, in 2014. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton died five years ago in September of 2017. He was, I believe, 90 or 91. He'd outlived so many of his contemporaries. And he was such an interesting person. I mean, you look at all of the films he's in. He's in Avengers. He's in the first Avengers. And... Um, I think it's a I think it's a deleted scene. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and watch it. That came out 10 years ago. <laughs> what a difference 10 years makes. Uh Harry Dean Stanton Repo Man that's such a great film. Uh Paris, Texas. Oh, such a And then his last film I think it was called Lucky. Uh just a a real character actor. Now everyone wants to stop billing and everyone wants to be a star. But you have character actors. I mean, we just lost last month uh, Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury was a character actor. She was a character actress. And it wasn't until she got on Broadway and in television that she really became the star that she, we all felt she was. And she'd been doing it a long time in movies. So, yeah, this medium, I mean, come on. With Harry Dean, he worked with everybody. He worked with everybody. And to hear him talk about it and how they were just people to him. So here is Harry Dean Stanton talking about working with Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando. When
3: were you roommates with Jack Nicholson in the 60s?
1: Yeah, When was that, 49 or... God, when were we roommates? 49. No, I think it was 1967. God, I can't remember when we were roommates. We lived together two and a half years. That's a long time. Where yeah. where, where, was your pad? We, I lived on uh, a little street down the bottom of the Canyon, Utica Drive. And he was living with Bob Town. And I was the best man at his wedding. He had married a girl named Shaw, uh, Sandra Knight. Huh. And uh, he's living with Bob Town. he called me and said, Harry, can I move in? Can I come and stay with you a while? He said, Towns' his dogs has eaten the drapes halfway up the wall. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: So that's what started. And then and, and then I said,
1: um, yeah, come on. So he came over to the, my house and we rented a house up on No, that was Utica Drive up and Lookout off Lookout Mountain. What was that little street at the bottom of Law Canyon? I can't remember the name of that street. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway we moved in together. That was before he was
3: that oh, was before Easy Rider and all that.
1: Yeah, it was before he but
3: started he was acting, making what Roger Corman films. are yeah, really and didn't. you had already been in Cool Hand Luke, or probably you were had already done these major. Oh yeah. So he probably looked up to you and thought you yeah, were this cool, yeah. sl- slightly older, interesting yeah. cat, oh, yeah, heavy well. cat. Harry, when you were yeah. living with Jack Nicholson and having this wild. Time in the late 60s in Los Angeles. Is that how you... Is that when you met Marlon Brando?
1: Yeah, well, we did a movie. Uh, what was that? Missouri Breaks. Missouri Breaks. Yeah.
3: <laughs> is that when you became close friends with Marlon Brando? Well,
1: we did a scene together. I was at a scene with him where he kills me with a spike into my eye, <laughs> which he invented. I remember I tore all of his... He was dressed as a woman, and one of the scenes, I tore all of his clothes off. <laughs> Arthur Penn was the director. and he said, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> the wardrobe was out, trying to put his clothes back on. He said, well, why, why are you tearing my clothes off? He said, I've got a gun here. I said, yeah, but you weren't looking. <laughs> so we didn't see each other for years. But the last three years of his life, Marla and I were very close. Huh. We talked on the phone for hours. He taught me Shakespeare, um, Shakespearean monologues from The Tempest and uh, uh, Macbeth, where I'm not supposed to switch you i was supposed to say the Scottish play. <laughs> and uh, I was very honored and blessed to know Marlon. We spent hours on the phone.
3: Was it hard to get to know know him or was it hard to get past that?
1: Uh, He asked me that once. He said, do you like me because I'm Marlon Brando or because I'm a real person? I said, well, when I was early on, when I was an actor, I liked you because you were Marlon Brando. I said, no, I don't give a fuck.
4: Dean Stanton was a creative butterfly, an actor, a musician, singer, and all-round favourite of filmmakers. But the legacy he leaves is an impressive one. And works with dozens of the industry's finest minds, leaving his imprint wherever he went, Harry Dean Stanton is a sage of cinema. So, how did he go from a young military student with a golden voice? To appearing in some of cinema's finest movies, we explore all via six definitive films.
2: Are you winning? Two?
0: So, those are just some clips of the late Harry Dean Stanton five years dead. I know, and I'm not saying that to be funny, I'm not saying that to be mean, it's just a reality it's a reality, wherever he is and he's incarnated it's a wonderful thing and for the time that he was on this earth in the flesh, he really did make his mark
1: I've been doing this for 50 fucking years being pho- I've been doing this for 50 fucking years being photographed doing movies after a while I get out tired of it everybody talking at me, can't hear what they're saying, the echoes on my mind, people stop and staring, I can't see their faces, only shadows of their eyes The sun keeps shining through the pouring rain. Going where the climate suits my clothes. He's been in how many 170 films or something? Over 200. Over 200. Mm -hmm. 250 maybe. I've lost count a long time ago. How would you describe yourself? There's nothing. There's no self. How would you like to be remembered it doesn't matter he's also one of those actors who knows that his face is a story and he doesn't have to the, the, he just has to be in that thing you know and his face is the story you know you you, you read all kinds of things and God
0: he he was so much a part a part of my life that we he when I was still working at the troubadour, he would get up and sing with me every now and then. He usually, he loved to sing Mexican songs. And uh, as far as, well, speak of the devil.
1: The stars of a My love behind.
0: So that's the Harry Dean Stanton Partly Fiction trailer, a film by Sophie Hubber. Harry Dean Stanton. Well, let's go into it real quick before we end tonight's film podcast. Um, five years dead. He was born Harry Dean Stanton, July 14th, 1926. He died September 15th, 2017 in a career that spanned more than six decades. Cool Hand Luke, Kelly's Heroes, Dillinger, The Godfather Part II, Alien, Escape from New York, Christine, Repo Man, One Magic Christmas, P- Pretty in Pink, The Last Temptation of Christ, Wild at Heart, The Straight Story, The Green Mile, Alpha Dog, Inland Empire, he had a rare lead roles in Wim Wenders' film Paris, Texas, and in Lucky, which was his last film. He was born in West Irvine, Kentucky and died in Los Angeles, California at the age of 91. He served uh, during World War II in the United States Navy including a stint as a cook aboard the USS LST-970, a tank landing ship during the Battle of Okinawa. I mean, my goodness. He was in cult films. He was in indie films. It was... In 2017 he appeared in Twin Peaks: Return, a continuation of David Lynch's 1990-91 TV series. Yep. Yeah. He died at the age of 91. He was a singer, he was a storyteller. He is very very missed. Uh Oh my god, what a what a prolific actor. Yeah he was in twister and hotel room which is a in the hbo directed uh series i mean those there those <laughs> people like harry dean don't come around very often he was interesting he was introspective he was guarded <laughs> he was an actor he was an actor's actor he was a director's direct actor but at the, at the end of it, he was a storyteller. His face just had this story to tell. His mannerisms, his voice. He had lived it. Everything that he ever lived, you could see in his performances. So that's the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast. Five years dead. Harry Dean Stanton. Wherever you are, Harry Dean Stanton. Thank you. Unpleasant dreams.